We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program right here on AM 630 The Word. So happy to be back on the air and with this special program, uh, there's there's so many preachers and so many people that are that are ministering all over the world. But what a great honor, what a great privilege to be a pastor of a church that is local, and especially uh, one that is local in San Antonio. Uh, I love I love all the the traveling evangelists and all the preachers that travel all over the world. Uh, they're great, but man, something special about those men and women that live in our backyards, that, that we meet them and bump into them at the local grocery stores. And when something is not right or we need prayer, we call them. Uh, and if something is very right, we get that raise and that promotion, we also call them, or at least I hope we do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, today I'm very happy to be joined by one of these men that are local to us. You know, the Bible says in a very popular passage, it says, what God has joined let no man uh, tear asunder. I think that's the, the old English one, but no, let no man separate. And we usually use that term for, for marriage. That's, uh, we use that when we're doing a, a ceremony and we're joining two lives, and that's very appropriate. But there's something about that relationship when we say God has put us in this church and God has joined us with this minister. And I believe in that. And I think there needs to be that level of commitment to say, you know what, Pastor, you're my pastor, and uh, I'm with you. This is my church, and I'm with you, and I'm going to support, and I'm going to go with this, and let, let no man uh, tear it apart. And uh, I believe in that, and I want to welcome today Pastor Allen. He is the pastor, senior pastor of Leon Springs Baptist Church. Pastor Allen, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad to be here. It is, like I was saying, I think there's something special to be said about that relationship between a congregant, between a member of the church and the pastor. What do you, what do you think about that? I saw you nodding your head also, as I was saying that. Yeah, I, um, I often get asked, um, you know, do you get weary? Do you get tired? Um, you know, and, I, and my answer is, if this was just a job, I would have worn out a long time ago. But if it's a calling, then God gives you a, some supernatural strength. That doesn't make it easy. But it's his supernatural strength that helps you to live out that calling. And I, I very much remember that sense of calling 13 years ago when I came to the church and periodically go back to the Lord just to make sure that's still there. So you've been, you've been at uh, Leon Springs Baptist Church now for 13 years. Yes, sir. And you keep on going back. <laughs> and, keep, and keep checking with the great shepherd to make sure he still wants me yes. there, because he can always find somebody better anytime he wants. Well, you know, I want to I go back, maybe mm-hmm. even before those 13 years. I want to talk about, about you. Uh, 
Are you a San Antonian? Are you from the area? Where are you from? I was born in Houston. Uh, after my mom and dad divorced, uh, she took me back to our little small town called Yoakum, Texas. So Yoakum. I got a, yep, I got some big city and I got some little country in me. And, um, and then we moved to San Antonio and I married my wife in 1987. San Antonio came here. I was not uh, setting out to be a pastor. In fact, really? it was nowhere on my radar. I didn't like public speaking. And so I was in the business world for the first 10 years. I uh, found good success there. And uh, then God just kind of, as he often does, interrupted my plans. And mm-hmm. I became an associate pastor for about eight years. Okay, and wait a minute. You're running, you're running through this. Okay. You're running. There's some meat you're leaving Yeah, you go ahead. Phone. You ask. <laughs> what, what happened? You find good success. You, didn't, you were not looking for ministry out of need. Let me find no. something else to do because no. this area is not working. Uh, how, did, how did that happen for you? For me, um, it began really, I mean, there's a long story to it, but the to accelerate it a little bit, my wife and I were challenged by good, mature Christians mm-hmm. to be in Sunday school, to be in church, to not make that a question. And in being that, I, um, you know, I wound up being asked to be a substitute teacher at a group. And then suddenly I was helping out a little bit more, and I could kind of see that God was, was using me because I kept getting asked to do things. But honestly, I didn't want to be a pastor. I mean, like I said, I, I, I literally in school was that guy that would blush and turn completely pink if the teacher called my name in yeah. class. So the idea of speaking was like, no. Um, but over time, I had some pastors that started just encouraging me to use what they called my gifts, teaching, um, fruitfulness, things like that. But it really, and this, this would be much longer than a 30-minute story. I tell this in every membership class. Yeah. Um, but I started asking you know, I started feeling that stirring, so I had some, some good people that encouraged me. Explore that. Study. Maybe take a course. But it was really God interrupting my life because I was pretty happy. Uh, two kids, business success, but I had, a, um, I had a dream that I believe was of the Lord that really stirred me. I wound up going— An actual, an actual dream. An actual dream, yes. and, I don't, and I don't have too many dreams, but right. I had one that— again, I share that in my membership class uh, so everybody gets to hear it— but in having that, I knew that something was happening, so I went to my pastor, who many people in San Antonio will remember, um, George Harris from Castle Hills First Baptist Church, okay, yes. and I just shared with him what had been happening, and, and he prayed for me with another group, and uh, so a series of events happened uh, where eventually he asked me to, to uh, preach at Castle Hills on a Wednesday night. I remember still being just stunned, surprised, because wow. George Harris guards the pulpit. Yeah. And then he invited me to be part of kind of a Timothy group where he was grooming some people who might be headed towards ministry. So I was very, very blessed and fortunate to have some godly people yes. sowing into my life along the way and, frankly, challenging me to do things that I normally wouldn't do. Wow. So it's, it sounds, when you, when you tell me that you, as, as a young man and, and, and in school, you, were, you blushed, you were shy. Blush. Uh, it and sounds I, like a Moses type of experience. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that's pretty good. It's like, uh, no, Lord, you you don't use, mean use me. Someone else. Yeah, there's someone else. I'll help out, but I'll be behind the scenes, but not me. And uh, it was a series of events where God just continually kept putting me in a place. I don't think that I've ever like intentionally sought a ministry position. It, it seemed, and I don't mean that it came to me easily. I mm-hmm. just mean that if. If I had to summarize my calling in just a short phrase, it's, uh, Lord, I surrender all. Mm. You want me, you want to glorify yourself with me at the business world? That's great. Uh, Schooling, whatever. Sales, whatever. 
uh, associate pastor, whatever, missionary, whatever. And, and for the last 13 years, it's been a senior pastor of a good church called Leon Springs Baptist. Well, you know, I was just telling my children uh, just recently how in some people, and I would say in my life, how God has, has done it with me. Um, I don't have a lot of dreams, and I haven't, I haven't had one in, in a while. However, I pray to God, and I say, okay, if you open the door, then, then I'll walk through it. And some doors have opened where I am just surprised. Yes. And I look up and I say, okay, God, I'm going to walk through this. And, and I think that's, that's something that we need to understand, that God yes. opens doors that no man can shut. And he shuts yes. other doors that no man can open. I, yeah, I'd like to speak to that because, you know, while there have been people that have misused that, mm-hmm. um, we do believe um, at our church that the Holy Spirit uh, uses the Bible primarily, right. but he also speaks to us through prayer, through circumstances, through the church, and we must be open to that. Uh, everything must align with Scripture, but we must be open to the fact that we have a living God that is still speaking to his people today. And um, I just I agree with that. Yeah, and 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 maybe I did leave some things out. You know, it's gotta it's gotta be legal. Yes. It's got there's gotta be some yes. you know yes. some guidelines to those doors. Absolutely. Uh, but but yes, you you pray, and sometimes the writing is on the wall, and sometimes the door is open. Sometimes there's a dream, but God will respond. You'll open the Bible, and there'll be there'll be the answer. He will give confirmations. Right. Right. And I'm so I'm so happy to to hear that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your your family. You hmm. you were not a PK. A lot no. of pastors uh, are PKs, and so they know the upbringing, no. they know the sacrifice, yeah. and yet others, you know, uh, come into this without that background. We do not have that background. In fact, uh, when when uh, my wife Amy, who uh, we got married in 1987, we had no nowhere on the radar that ministry might be. Surrender to God, yes. Serve Him in many ways, yes. Um, but uh, that, that's what happened. So I married my wife, Amy, in 1987. We now have three daughters, um, 30 years old, 28 years old, and 20 years old. Wow. Uh, one grandson. Um, and so I, I guess that's the family. Yeah. And so how, how was it growing? Uh, well, 13 years ago, you still had a very young family then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, you, you've been taking baby steps, it looks like, into ministry little by little, yep. pushing you a little bit more, challenging you a little bit more. Preach here, share here, be in charge yep. of that. And now, all of a sudden, I probably may have felt like that, no matter how baby the step was. It, yeah, I can walk you through that. Uh, it actually goes back 21 years. Um, and then, basically, I was had an opportunity to serve at a church meeting in Leon Springs Elementary School. Um, and they invited me to be an associate pastor, part-time pastor. So right. for my first eight years, I was what we call a bivocational, right. full-time in my, my old job. And part-time in church, but of course, there really is kind of no part-time. You're all exactly. in, if you know what I mean. So uh, during those eight years in Leon Springs, uh, we had church at the Leon Springs Dance Hall. We had it at the elementary school. We had it at a refurbished uh, bar. And, and I did everything from children's ministry to youth ministry to small groups to evangelism to just whatever was needed. So I didn't know it at the time, but I was getting this great on-the-job training yes. for eight years. And we were having a lot of fun. We were seeing a lot of great things. It was uh, two church plants. And so uh, one of my favorite stories I'll tell is uh, my youngest daughter. So we, she grew up with this idea that church is not a building. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's the body. Right. Yeah, it's not a facility. It's a family. So we've been bouncing from all these places. And then we went to a, a graduation ceremony at a church. So it's a traditional 
building and burning pews, stained glass windows. And there's my daughter. She must have been about eight years old, just looking around. And she said, Daddy, what kind of building is this? Because <laughs> for her, church had always been in a school, in a yeah. dance hall, under a tent, whatever you did. <laughs> so it was one of my favorite stories. That is a great story. The The building that many people would recognize only as a church and not the people yeah. your daughter having grown up in a totally different atmosphere. Totally different environment. And that's what we brought to Leon Springs. Part of that is we are a healing place in a hurting world. Mm -hmm. We are absolutely committed to making disciples, not just converts, uh, with a multi-generational church, older people interacting with younger people, and uh, you know, really just teaching that church is not what we do on Sunday. It's right. who we are in serving Christ. That's right. Well, Leon Springs Baptist Church is located uh, 24... 24133. How do you say that number? 24133 Bernie State Road. <laughs> there you go. Uh, give me give me a landmark. Somebody is around there and they sure. they they need to find the church. Um, if you know where Rudy's barbecue is or yes. Leon Springs Dance Hall, you're on I-10 headed towards Bernie, about 4 miles outside of Loop 1604. We're behind the HEB. And uh, right now we're the we're the place that has a parking lot that's completely torn up and we're building a, a new worship center right now. So you are right now right in the middle of it. In a, in a building project. So let me ask you this question, uh, because there there's this what could be understood as a contradiction. You know, you you grew a church in buildings that were not separated yeah, at, I mean, or let known. Let me connect as those that. dots. That's yeah. Fair. Do that for me. I think that's great. So for eight years, I was an associate pastor at two church plants in Leon Springs, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and this is part of that God story. So. Mm -hmm. At the end of that eight years, um, I was kind of at an in-between place, and I remember praying, praying, God, I want to know that wherever you take me next, I can remember praying, I want to know that I know that I know that it was the Holy Spirit, so that when I get there, if hard times come, I know that you put me there. Exactly. So at this point, I was still doing my full-time job, and I had an office right next to this Leon Springs Baptist Church, and I would often kind of go over there to use their prayer room. I never went to their church, because... It was a, a kind of a rural church, a smaller church. Um, my wife and I consider ourselves Baptist, but really Bapticostal. And what I mean by that is we're Baptist in the Bible belief and evangelism, a little more Pentecostal in believing in the fullness of the gifts, right. believing in worship, believing God still moves. So, so we perceived, I perceived, that that church at Leon Springs was a fundamentalist kind of old line Baptist. Nothing wrong with that. It just wasn't a fit for us. Right. So that's what I perceived. That church had gone from, had been going through some hard times. Uh, Leon Springs, this goes back to 2004. They'd been through four pastors in five years. Wow. And to their credit, some of their, their deacons and elders called in somebody from the outside to do kind of a transition assessment. And in doing that, that guy came in and said things like, you know, you've got good music, but it's not worship. Um, they, they wound up losing their youth pastor, worship pastor, senior pastor. They had their secretary and this transitional pastor and whittled down to about 85 people that really were committed to this church. Yeah. At that point, I met the transitional pastor. And remember, at this point, I've never been a senior pastor. Right. I've only been an associate pastor helping out at other things. But he and I hit it off. And I tell this story also in the membership class, so every new member knows it. But... Something happened in that we had a conversation about the difference between church health and church growth. Right. And in that conversation, 
he asked me, what do, what do I mean by church health? Well, I just spent eight years at all of these kind of church plants, and um, he asked me to write down what I would do if it was me. Now, I thought, hey, you're just asking for help. Here it is. Maybe this will bless your brother. Because remember, I don't want to go back to kind of a fundamental. Right. Okay. So I write the plan, and then he wound up, his name was Tom, Tom Sheldon, great man of God. He wound up inviting Amy and myself out to dinner as a thank you for the work I put in. Yeah. And then pretty quickly I figured out I was kind of being interviewed, and he said, did you ever think of putting your name in to be a senior pastor? And I'm like, no, because I don't have a seminary degree. I always plan to be kind of a helper, not a, yeah. not a main guy. And he said very directly, Dan, I think you should put your name in. And so out of those 41 applications, um, I was one of the top five, and long story short, somehow I wound up finding myself as the senior pastor somehow. of this— Leon Springs Baptist Church, and, um, and you know, we've been having a lot of fun ever since, B- making disciples, equipping saints to serve, being a healing place, and so there you go. That is a great story, I, I have to say. <laughs> that is a great, and thank you for taking time to, to go through it, um, and, and I, I think because you're in a building, uh, a, a building campaign right now, you're, you're building, you're tearing things up, and yeah. you're going to build oh. a sanctuary. Can I, can I add some to that? Please. That's a praise God story, too. So, so at that point, the church was meeting in a gym. I can kind of, you know, that's actually kind yeah. of good. They have a nice little sanctuary, but it's small, so they're meeting in a gym. Um, you know, the first several years was about laying the foundation and just kind of growing solid. And then we, we started seeking God about a master plan because all we had at that point was a series of buildings that had been put up by volunteers. And, and we spent 40 days in prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm and believed that God was calling us to design a master plan. And then God, we believe God brought us a really special architect because we were thinking, well, we've got to tear down this old building, and we've got to do this, and we've got to do this. And the architect came in, and he said, you know, I think we should protect the heritage of what all these people have sewed into for 30 years. Wow. We should keep every building, and this is important, instead of building like a big super cult, you know, uh, sanctuary and growing to thousands of people, we believe God wants us to be more of a church planting church. So our new sanctuary is only going to seat about 450 wow. to 500 people. And our goal is to have maybe one or two services, maybe three at the most, with the idea that we're always looking to send out young people to plant churches in Bolverde, uh, in Bernie, uh, at UTSA. So the goal is to be a church planting yeah. church, not build just for the sake of growing. That man, you are you are just surprising me. I'm here. I'm. I gotta facilitate this interview, and I'm running out of words because uh, this is great. This are, these are great stories. Well, God does great stories. Yes, He does. And then yes, he with does. great stories come great testing. Yes, that is right. And that's part of our story too. So tell me a little bit about about the testing. Well, um, it boy, there's two or three area things I'd like to share. I, I, I'm just going to go with the personal one first. Um, you know. My wife and I really complement each other. We are very different on spiritual gifts, very different on personalities. So, so when we function together, it's like, yay, God, superstar stuff. Um, you know, um, but that's those same differences can lead to tensions. Mm-hmm. And we had, a, uh, we had a season in our, our marriage where there was no, you know, there was no overt sin, mm-hmm. no, nothing like that at all. But because of some pressures that had been brought to bear on both of us, 
you know, one of our mottos is that we're a healing place in a hurting world. Right. And uh, Amy and I concluded that it would be good for us to step away from ministry to really kind of focus on some areas in our marriage that had just not been 100%. It's not, again, not super sinful. They just were not what they should be. Right. Um, Had the tremendous support of our elders and deacons, and they were like, go do that. That's who we are. We're authentic. Well, what I probably would have thought, uh, talking to a great marriage coach that helped a lot of ministers, I thought it might have been a couple weeks, turned into three and a half months of intense working on our marriage and exposing idols of the heart and mm. finding out things I didn't know and, um, you know, about myself. And, but after three and a half months, I don't know how many churches could have their senior pastor step away for three and a half months wow. to work on his marriage and then come back, not as a walking wounded, but to say, look, Jesus is, he's, he still delivers. He still, work. we're, we're still working on things, but it's so much better. And uh, I think the next year we had that same marriage coach come, and we had like 80 people come to a marriage conference. And what I probably would have thought was almost at the time like a weakness, oh, you know, thank you for loving me through this, has actually been what the Bible says. Where God comforts you, you will in turn be able to comfort others as they go through the same thing. So, you know, that was a pretty strong testing season. Um, And we've had a couple of things like that, you know, just unexpected turns, that we had to deal with, and we've always tried to deal with them biblically. Yeah. Applying church discipline with grace and truth, uh, dealing with unexpected uh, problems by being as transparent as we can. And by no means do I mean to imply that we've done everything right. So exactly. please, right. please hear that. I'm not saying we are perfect by any stretch, but we strive to uh, apply the Bible to every area of life, and and that means part of that means you have to share the mess, the hard stuff. So people see how you deal with it. I mean, if you're going to be a healing place, you have to have had experienced the healer. Yeah, be careful what you ask for. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Someone told me this week, uh, pray for me, I need patience. I was like, oh, Oh, Lord, get ready. Uh Uh, Because James says it, you know, count it all joy when you go through. Yes. You know, the different trials and temptations, and because that's what produces patience in your life. Yes. I remember that, then I forget it, then God reminds me. <laughs> He's you know, good. But, but God is so graceful. Yes, he is. God is, God is uh, a great God, and he shows us favor. Yes. He shows us grace. Yes. Uh, and, Pastor, uh, well, we're here, and, and I wanted to remind everybody we're listening to AM630, the word Church of the Week, and my special guest today is Senior Pastor of Leon Springs Baptist Church, Pastor Allen, and we're having a great conversation. And, uh, Pastor, I, wa- I want you to do me a favor as we're almost, uh, as we're winding down, uh, Talk to San Antonio. Talk to the 39 counties that can hear wow. us. Wow. Uh, and and tell, us, tell us something. God may have put something in your heart to share today. Share with us. I, even as you say that, I have something I want to say. Yes. Wasn't planning on this. Don't put God in a box. Mm. He wants to be so much bigger than anything we can conceive of. He does more than we could ask or imagine, yes. according to Ephesians 3.20. And... Um, you know, I just I would encourage Christians who are out there listening, don't put God in a box. Uh, you know, if you've got a relationship that has just been stuck for too long or a health issue that hadn't gone away or a job situation, whatever it is, God is still in the mountain moving business. Yes. One of my favorite songs is that Lauren Daigle song, I Will Trust in You. Mm-hmm. When that mountain 
doesn't move and that water's not parted, I will still trust in you. Yes. That would be my encouragement to San Antonio. Amen. Don't put God in a box. Let him out. Amen. And uh, if we let him out, He's be careful. Be, yeah. <laughs> he will take you to places that make you nervous. <laughs> He's going to do some things I have experienced. Uh, recently, we, uh, we did a 40-day prayer. Matter of fact, Good. we're still in it. Good. We're about to do and, one of those in J- August, September. And, and we are just seeing things happen yep. that uh, we are surprised in the, in the individual lives. There's, there are people just say, I can't, I can't believe that in day five, uh, my prayer is answered. You know, so it's, it's, it's not just that God puts you in situations uh, and I, uh, that you're uncomfortable. Yes, he does. He'll challenge you. But he answers prayers. Yes, he does. And he answers above and beyond. Yes. Uh, the Bible says more than you can ask or think, what, more than that fits in your mind. Yeah. And, and so as we're, as we're talking to uh, Pastor Allen, Leon Springs Baptist Church, why don't you invite San Antonio? Your ser- what time are your services, first of all? Right now we only have one service at 1030 a.m. Uh, our life groups are spread throughout the week. We have about five that meet at 9 a.m., so ch- including children's school, but 10.30 a.m., and if I was to invite you, I would say, come and join God in what he already is doing. We have a um, just an above-average worship leader, above-average uh, children's ministry. We have uh, so many good things going on. Uh, our, our youth minister grew up in the church, and he's leading 22 kids to a youth camp right now. Wow. We are a family church that really is trying to live out being a disciple for Jesus Christ. We invite you, 10.30 a.m., Leon Springs Baptist Church. So they can come as they are. Come as you are, jeans, shorts. You can put a suit and tie on if you want to. Uh, Come as you are. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Church of the Week on AM 630, The Word. Uh, My special guest today was Pastor Daniel Allen from Leon Springs Baptist Church. If you want more information, please visit us, am630theword.com, and you will there find information on Leon Springs Baptist Church. Uh, They're at 1030 on Sunday mornings. Yes, sir. Get on it. Let's go. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.